0: Hey folks, and welcome to the Small Tech Podcast from Creative. I'm your host, Raf, and today we are going to be talking about version control. So the first episode was very scripted. The second episode was a little bit scripted. I had some notes and stuff, but this episode, I just haven't had the time to put a lot of thought into it. But I figured this is something that uh, this is something that I know. This is something that I deal with on a regular basis and have explored various options over the years. So maybe this is a good candidate for something to sort of wing it on. Um, And I would love to hear what you all have to say about this subject. Um, So version control. I remember the first time I dealt with any kind of version control was back in 2011, I think, was a project that was using Subversion. This was my first time really working on any kind of web project, and I wasn't allowed anywhere near the repo, but there was, uh, I was allowed to access some code at some point and not contribute, but I could poke around at it. So, since then, a lot of things have changed. And there used to be Mercurial, what was the other one, like Tortoise SVN, and some other stuff like that. In the meantime, Git took over the world. And for people who are more new to technology and development, you might have heard of GitHub. But a lot of people make the mistake when they first get into this field of uh, conflating GitHub with Git. Git is the actual system. You can think of it kind of like a protocol. It's the, the, the tool that we use to, to manage version control uh, for code. Yeah, so you might have heard of GitHub. That is a system that uses Git, but there are plenty of others. And in the context of building tech in a small company or a small organization, There are a lot of different options, actually, and GitHub might not be the one that makes the most sense for you. Let's back up a second and talk a little bit about what Git is and why you might use it and why you use version control more generally. So version control uh, systems like Subversion, Git, Mercurial and these other ones allow you to commit changes to your code. And so as you're working, you'll say, yep, this is ready to go. And so I'm going to commit the changes to all of these files and say, this is a a step in uh, in this project in the right direction. And you can do what's called branching. So you'll create a branch to work on a feature. And if stuff doesn't work out, you can revert back to the other branch that you sourced it from. And so you can just ignore all of the work that you did and sort of rewind back to the point that you branched from. And you can merge branches. And so these systems allow you through this sort of merging and uh, splitting and committing, they allow you to work collaboratively with people because the software can track who made what changes when and help you merge them all together. So you might all be working on the same file and running this software on separate machines. And when you say, yep, this is ready to go, in GitHub's parlance, you will submit a PR, a pull request in GitLab, they call it a merge request. But one way or another, what, what that's saying is, hey, can someone look at my code and look at the differences between the sort of production branch, if you want to call it that? Oh, so there's, you can go into how how you want to deal with branches and what's production or whatever but you're basically asking someone, hey, can you check if this is ready? I wanna merge it back. And the system often, not always, will be able to take care of that for you. And so you can say, yep, I've looked at all of the differences and I think this is good to go. Let's merge it back. And it will figure out based off of the timing of the different commits, if anyone else has made any commits in the meantime, how they should come together. In some cases, that's not possible. And then we get merge conflicts. And that uh, is something that someone somewhere on the team is going to have to deal with. There's different ways of dealing with it from an operational perspective, from a technological perspective. But yeah, that's that's the, the crux of it. So essentially, version control systems allow you to work collaboratively and independently and bring your work back together into one cohesive product. And platforms like GitHub have made it really easy to do that in the open source world. And so you'll know GitHub primarily because most open source projects host their stuff on GitHub. Their code is there uh, for the world to see, but there's also private repositories on GitHub. And so organizations, uh, companies, uh, individuals will host their code on GitHub as well uh, in private repositories that they don't want the world to see. Now, this is something that actually only was made possible in the last few years on a free tier. It used to be that if you wanted to use GitHub for private projects, you had to pay. And so that's actually why I initially started using other tools, for example, two of the other big ones are Bitbucket, which is by Atlassian, and GitLab. For those who don't know, also GitHub is owned by Microsoft. They acquired them for many billions of dollars a few years ago. So why might you choose one over the other? I initially started using Bitbucket because it had free private repos. I think this was... At a time where GitLab wasn't really well known. I think I started using them in 2014 or something like that. GitLab may not even have existed. I, I don't know what the timeline is there. But Bitbucket was available and it was free uh, for private repositories, so you could use it for your company. And on top of it all, it integrated really well with Atlassian's other projects. You might remember our little discussion last week about Atlassian's Jira uh, product, which is their project management tool. So Bitbucket integrates nicely with Jira. So I was using Bitbucket at the time, also used Jira. Uh, Since then, I had a friend point out to me that there's this fantastic new platform called GitLab. And he explained that he liked it a lot because it was open source. Uh, So you can run it yourself on your own servers using just their open source version, or you can use their hosted version at GitLab.com. And one of the things that was neat about GitLab is that it integrated continuous delivery tools, CICD, continuous integration, continuous delivery. It's a weird mashup of terms that essentially mean tools to uh, run tests and builds and deployments of your code onto your servers. And at the time, Bitbucket and GitHub did not offer anything like that built into their platform. I previously was using a tool called CircleCI to do that sort of stuff. Now, all of them offer this out of the box. They all now also offer free private repos, which was another selling point for GitLab. They had free private repos and uh, the, the CICD tooling built in. And so it was a great way to run a, a repo for a private, private project. Um, they also offered a lot of other stuff, like hosting of uh, uh, a Docker registry. You could push different types of packages and host them there. And they also offered a bunch of other tooling to do monitoring and all kinds of other stuff. So that was really, really useful to me. Since then, I've started doing a lot more open source stuff with our project called the Chewy Stack. And I am drifting back towards GitHub. And my reason for that is that for open source, it's really great to be on GitHub because that's where all of the other open source projects are. So you just gain visibility by being there, There's more potential for connections to other projects. People are there already and they trust the platform. So we're going to put a little sponsorship button on the project and see if anyone's interested in sponsoring. And that whole ecosystem is really nice to to be a part of for an open source project. My instinct is that with that will come... Some other tie-ins that make it valuable to stick around, so a company might find it valuable to use GitHub for their open source projects, but because they're already there, then they might want to keep their enterprise projects in there as well because everyone knows the workflow yeah, I think that's that's mostly it there are there are other there are other tools out there, other platforms. I think one of them is called Gitty uh git. I'm just going to type that out and see. I think this is another open source one. Git is a forged software package for hosting, software development, version control using Git as well as other collaborative features like bug track, code review, Kanban boards, tickets, and wikis. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of cool. It's another one. I'm sure there's others too. My instinct generally is if you work with Jira or other Atlassian tools, go with Bitbucket. If you want to run your own uh, server or if you value the open source and community-driven development of a platform, then go with GitLab. If you're in open source or you're more new to this stuff, then GitHub is probably a nice place to go for open source, obviously, as we discussed. Everyone's there anyway, so might as well be there. But I think it's also a very friendly platform. It's pretty easy to get started with. GitLab can be a bit overwhelming. Bitbucket is easy, but is tightly integrated with a lot of Atlassian stuff and perhaps less flexible. So yeah, GitHub is probably your best bet if you're just getting started. And that is pretty much it. I would love to hear why you the version control software that you do and more specifically because it's almost certainly git which platform you use and why did the things i just outlined actually make sense to you did that help you make a decision about which platform you want to use yeah let us know shoot us an email at hello at smalltechpodcast.com or i don't know find us on youtube or on the website or elsewhere if you want to keep up with this stuff with building small tech then make sure to subscribe. I have been your host, Raph, and we all want to do some good in the world, so go out and build something good, friends.